Hello, my name is Peter Barron. On behalf of Sirius Radio and FreakyTrigger.co.uk, I'd like to welcome you to the Lost Property Office, the place where inadvertently discarded items end up to await reconciliation with their traumatised owners, if they're lucky. If unlucky, they'll sit on the shelf for a year, fester, mould, get put in a jumble sale, sent to charity, and finally turn up here to be ridiculed. We have all lost items in our lives, from trinkets to fortunes, elections, loves, and even perhaps our train of thought. But here in the Lost Property Office, we are all one. I'll be guiding a guest through the items they've lost and hoping to provide some solace with some new items. Because this is not just a metaphorical lost, lost property office, it's a real one too. Um, I have the lost property of the School of Orient African Studies here and we will be presiding over those items. Coats, bags, notebooks, English notebooks, glasses, watches, wallets, cards, a panoply of USB drives and then more bizarre items lost too. I've invited my guest to have a rummage down there and see what she can find. Who knows, the rightful owner may be listening and can come and pick it up. So let's meet today's intrepid lost propertyer. Welcome, Sarah Clark. Hello, everybody. So um, you've had a little rummage downstairs, um, and I can't seem to stop you reading one of the items. Can you tell me briefly what you found? Uh, I've got a fantastic find. Um, I've got the Guinness Book of World Records, um, 1980 edition, which which is fascinating. It's uh, it, it's true. I can barely stop reading it. Uh, there's there's pictures of plenty. Um, for photography for male models seems to be different in the time. Uh, the amount of speedos or similar non non brand skimpy swimsuits for men, plenty of those. That's not good. Uh, there's a bit of um, dance social history as well. Wow. 1980 is the year that the go go and the twist are removed from endurance dancing categories. Good lord. To be replaced. Can can you guess what genre might replace uh, the go go um, and the twist? 1980s. Um, would there be some break dancing? Oh, oh, not not quite. A bit early. Uh, could there be? Peanut gallery. Oh, sorry, we have we have our, our researchers in the office may want to throw something in here. Yeah, peanut um, gallery. Disco. Indeed, it is disco. Nineteen eighty is the year of disco. Um, well, is is that right? Watching. What, yeah, uh, well, freaks, yeah, freaks I mean, geeks, uh, disco would that's have been, early eighties, isn't it? They're yeah, not that early eighties. Full, full disco sucks. I mean, dis- yeah. Then. I mean, disco disco is a little bit earlier than that, but certainly. Um, it wouldn't be like the Guinness Book of Records to jump in the first carriage of the train, but like that. That's um, true. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to withdraw you from the Guinness Book of Records no. for a bit. Um, no. Well, okay. I will tell you what. Can you open page seventy-eight? Okay, I'm finding page seventy-eight. First, first right record, now. please, for us. Okay, bear with me. There, yeah, page turning on the radio. It's good stuff. Always good. Okay, um, let's find out. Uh, okay, page seventy-eight. We have the the first woman in space. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is, uh, well, actually, we've got the first and only woman to orbit the Earth, junior lieutenant, now lieutenant colonel, Valentina Vladimirovna Tereshkova, now Mademoiselle Nikolaev, uh, born 6th of March 1937, was lost in, launched in Vostok 6. <laughs> she wasn't lost in space. <laughs> on the 16th of June 1963 and landed at 8.16am on the 19th of June. So not lost at all. Um, she was formerly a textile worker. And her mission was variously reported to be punctuated with pleas to be brought back due to giddiness and of being extended because of her excellent performance. Well, I think if I was in space, I would be giddy too. Of course, there have been women in space since, but we are rooted very firmly in uh, Roy Castle's 1980s with this book, so we cannot go any further. But okay, first I'm of all, closing the book. Good, closing closing it. We, we will return to the book yep. later. You've got an item as well? Um, another another item I found. Well, um, I found two other items. Uh, one is a... Uh, yeah, Ooh, rustly. Yep, sound effects for the radio. Okay, but we'll um, leave, let's leave that one for later. We'll find out what that is later. Okay, we'll leave that for later. Okay. 
Oh, and something oh, oh, with a what zip. What could it be? What could it be? <laughs> um, so these items have all been lost um, and been deposited in the lost property office downstairs. Um, have you lost anything of significant value to yourself? If you if you think through all the things you've lost in your life, what is the item of most value you've lost? Well, I can I can think of my most disturbing loss. Okay, please, yes. And um, that is where I lost a T-shirt. It was a very nice T-shirt. It, it had a monkey on it. Nice. And um, <laughs> I know that I was wearing it when I went out to a party. Right. Um, however, when I came back, the T-shirt wasn't there. And when you say it wasn't there, it wasn't on your body? <clears throat> it wasn't on my person. And do we and, know uh, how it's... And was it in a bag. And um, I'm not entirely sure um, what I wore home. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much hoping that I, I was lent something. I, if I have a recollection that I might have spilled something on on the t-shirt, maybe. So are we, are we suggesting that whilst you were at this, this party, sure. you may have been mesmerised by a, a passing hypnotist or uh, slipped a Mickey fin, um, so you couldn't uh, remember, or would, would your memory loss be due to anything else? Oh, I can't think what else it could be. I can't, I can't think of anything else. Oh, that, not at all. That, but I still miss that T-shirt. Yeah. Was, um, it, was it a nice I'm, monkey? Oh, I, I only get by nice monkeys. Was it? Was it? Was it a realistic monkey? Was it cartoon monkey? Uh, car- cartoon monkey. Was it any any famous cartoon monkey or? It is Julius the monkey uh, from the Paul Frank series of monkeys. Oh, I say right. series of monkeys. I think <laughs> there's only one monkey. One monkey, the rest but are the a giraffe. Yeah. And oh. other animals. That's what I but I'm, I'm assuming I can see that being disturbing. But that T-shirt probably wasn't worth that much. Oh no, it was quite rare. It was difficult to uh, get Paul Frank stuff in those oh, days. Oh really? Okay. So, yeah. Um... So I was quite sad that I missed that. Um, I also lost a Joy Division band T-shirt, which I also understand was quite rare. And were you wearing that at the time as well? Or no, was I, that, no, <laughs> was that that's just in a bag. No, that's just been stolen away by uh, thieves who live in the ether. So le- losing items of clothing does this happen often to you? Yeah. Yeah, actually, it does. Is this why you? Is this why you make your own items of clothing as well? Because uh, you're you're a fervent knitter. Oh, that's true. That's uh, true. Do you think it's, it's, it's sort of a trying to balance out karma in that way? Perhaps it is. This is a bit of a deep psychoanalysis. Here. I know. It's it's it's. Uh, we 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 don't want to be just joking here. We like to get into deep, dark, nitty gritty stuff too. Oh, nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. But you but other things like money and things like that, or uh, possessions, other possessions like that. You, you don't you don't tend to lose that kind of stuff much. Pretty much okay for for losing money. Other possessions, maybe not so much, apart from the typical phone, yeah. keys, mines. <laughs> yes, well, we're all <laughs> losing our minds slightly. Um, well, let's. I, I think we may need to uh, calm you down from this trauma of of you losing your t shirt. And I'm going to keep a very close eye on every item of clothing you've got. Please in. do. It is quite warm in the studio here, um, but nevertheless, um, we will make sure we keep all items of clothing and nothing goes missing. Um, in the meantime, um, we're going to go for your item music. As I say, we oh, always I'm really try and find about this. some items of music downstairs, uh, often on USB sticks or off uh, MP3 players. There is a wallet of CDs down there at the moment, um, which uh, previous guests have already had a little look at. Um, and this one here says on it, I'll let you read it out, Sarah. Oh, hold on one moment. This is The Secret Music of Mankind, Central Asia, 1925 to uh, 48. So w- what could it be? Well, it's secret. I mean, none oh, of us would have... Well, not for long. We're about to hear it. I'm just going to pop it into the CD player. This is the sound of me in the CD player. Uh, do you have a track number you're interested in? I think we should go for track four. Track four. So probably not the very earliest of The Secret Music of Mankind. Um, the CD player's still reading it. 
Oh, this would be Uh-oh. this would be traumatic if he doesn't read it. Well, um, we. Oh do no, it's here! A... It's here! It's here! It's okay. Do we have a spare though? You say? Oh well, um, if if the go ahead and play the track. Okay, so this is track four on the secret music of mankind, Central Asia, nineteen twenty-five to nineteen forty-eight. Forty-eight. Okay, we're back on. So, <laughs> sorry, there's a little bit of a conversation in the studio there. Um, yeah, so that was um, some wonderful music from Central Asia. Uh, track four. Track four, as we as we like to call it. Um, we we tried pointing Shazam at it, but obviously it, it's very very Eurocentric Shazam. Uh, it's a very oriental orientalist kind of program. So that's um, true. Well, I've uh, I've also um, got another lost item here. Yep. Um, which is a, a book which I thought might help identi- me uh, help me identify the track. Uh, we've got music cultures of the Pacific near Eastern Asia. Um, yeah, Eastern Asia and Central Asia are very different places, but oh well, we've we've we cover Central and Southern Asia in here. Okay, page ninety-five, and we've got a bit of uh, sheet music as well. But I um, unfortunately I don't think it's uh, it's this one, the Rig Vader. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that's interesting. Right? So um, back to you, Sarah. Um, as well as losing items, um, have you ever been personally lost? Do you get lost much, or are you are you quite um, quite keen on not getting lost? Well, back to uh, back to oh, the. Sorry, I think we're all quite keen on not getting lost. Sorry, yes, but but are you slightly talk- oddly phrased yes, uh, question there? Um, but uh, going back to the whole philosophy of knitting thing, I do, oh, yeah. I do wonder if uh, having control o- over the stitches and being able to fix a lost stitch is uh, something that might help me. Uh, 
Hello, tether myself to uh, the plane of being that we are in right now, slaved yeah. in knitted items. You're not, you're not, you're not knitting right now, but you, your knitting I is never, do. your knit, your knitting is never far away. Well, maybe, maybe in the next song we'll ask you to get your knitting out, and just so we can hear a little bit of live radio knitting. Because I do think there are, there aren't enough, there isn't enough knitting on the radio, um, or any, in fact. So um, <laughs> that might. Be. So you don't, you, you don't, you don't often find yourself in a situation where you, where you don't. I mean, you must have been lost and. Went as a child in the supermarket or... Um, oh, I was, store. but I quite enjoyed it. Oh, right, yes. Uh, it was very exciting. Well, supermarkets are quite exciting when you're very small and they there's all, the, all these fun, shiny products and you can uh, have a ride on the trolley and so on, so that's quite good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, um, but but you but you don't get that sense of whenever you're in a strange place, you, you, you're normally quite good at map reading, knowing where you are. Well, um, I was thinking about this earlier because um, I recently obtained a young person's smartphone. Oh yes, um, with access to you know Google Maps and so on. So um, so no need to even think about packing an A to Z before you go out. You've you've got your Google Maps now. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe about ten years or so, I. Obviously, did not have the smartphone. I did not have the maps. I probably didn't have an up-to-date A to Z. I think I probably had a the nineteen eighty uh, London A to Z, yeah. and thus in two thousand and so, I got pretty lost. But I, I'd venture out quite a lot and yeah. managed to um, navigate myself quite well around a, an urban area. Anyway, yeah. you got quite good. So when, when you came to London, you were quite good at finding yourself your way around Orientown mm. quite early on. Yeah, I also think I had a lot of spare time because I didn't have a job. Right, yes, it's, it's all about nice. the walking around sometimes, so yes. So in your travels, walking around, uh, we're going to run out of the personal questions soon, don't worry. Um, have you ever found anything? Um, found of, anything in a, in what sense? <laughs> I'm a bit nervous. Um, religion, no. Um, have, you, <laughs> have you ever found uh, you know, an item in the street and gone, what, what on earth is that? Uh, or reunited someone with something, or just... Found maybe someone else's T-shirt in your house that uh, they left leaving, not realising on the way back. Ooh, yikes! I hope not. <laughs> um, I once found. Um, uh, well, uh, when I was quite small, uh, my dad got a uh, a Spectrum, and then he got a sort of upgrade Windowsy computer from there. And okay. as a as a small person, um, I decided that I teach myself computer code, so I taught myself uh, some some basic. Mm-hmm. Learn how to say ten print error is a twenty go to ten. As Which is, as we know, the best computer program ever. The best computer program ever, and um, uh, I think I got as far as programming a sort of caterpillar or snake clone, mm. and then um, stopped doing it for some reason. I think brownies wouldn't let me do a computer badge, and then yeah. I had to do the hostess badge, the worst badge. <sighs> brownies. In fact, I was quite lost and confused about why I had to do the hostess badge. Mm. I had to uh, make a cup of tea for it. Well, why should I be rewarded for that? It didn't even teach me how to make it properly. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, have you, uh, some, you found something and there was... Oh, yes, was, that's true. Yeah. Um, but so um, I had a long break from uh, computers and the programming thereof. And um, a few years later, I um, I met and made friends with quite a lot of uh, techie-orientated people, programmers and so on, who would talk about C and Perl, and I wouldn't really understand it. Um, and then I found a, um, a book one day, Basic to C. Basic which, to C. Which was a, by then, a very, very old, very vintage computer book, mm-hmm. which uh, which taught people of the past mm-hmm. how to uh, how to work with the new uh, the new hip, hip new programming language of the future. Yeah, and I think that would be a book that's quite hard to uh, get hold of now because who who on earth knows Basic? If you're mm. going to learn programming, you're just going to learn C. But, yeah, well, I found it a very interesting read. And now you can code C. 
Well, uh, I didn't actually get as far as uh, programming a snake clone in C. Oh. I might do it in Python, though. But, but I haven't found a book uh, from oh, right, Python. Yeah, yeah so therefore, therefore it doesn't quite fit into the remit. Of yeah, the I'm show. waiting for serendipity to uh, uh, make me find one of these books. Well, the serendipity has already placed in your possession... Um, these items. Um, I, I think well, I want to go back to the rustling item first, and then we'll play a bit of music. Okay, rustling item. Yeah, that's on there. So, what is that? Is that, is that a sweet of some form? Well, I, I don't know. I could open it and see if there's a sweetish element to it. What is it on the outside first, just in case? Uh, well, the outside says uh, Cousin's Beauty Soap. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's a sweet. Then I think it's a soap. Yeah, it could be. Do you want to do you want to slip it open and, and give us a smell? Are you saying that I need it? No. Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to open it. Oh. It is very warm in here. Ah, so. there we go. Ah. Sorry, I don't usually make these sounds when I um, no. open my soaps. Hmm. Ooh, it smells of soap. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the soap is now, a small see, tablet, uh, possibly of ago, ivory. 20 years ago, I would have known what you meant when it says smells of soap. But now since the advent of Lush... You know. Oh no! It 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 does smell of soap. Uh, there's there's an imperial leather-ish uh, vibe to it. As you might imagine from cousins. Well, yes, indeed. But this is for beauty and not for leather. Yes, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't think you clean leather with imperial leather. Have you? So why is it called imperial leather then? They spelt. They spelt lava wrong. They spelt lava wrong. Oh well, that's very silly. That's my suggestion. But is if that we why want Britain to, lessened its imperial tendency. This is still a very new show. If you want to morph it into Call My Bluff, we can do that during the next track. So I'm going to put. Perhaps. We're going to find out more about the music of uh, Central Asia now. Shall we go forward in time or backwards in time? Assuming that these tracks are in chronological let's, order. Let's go with track number one. Let's track see what one. was happening in 1925. Okay, let's see what goes on in track number one. Feel free to join in, anyone at home. If you want to sing along, we'll all be singing along with Shido. Let's get involved. Please encourage your small children to sing along too. That's good. Now, I do hope we, we're, we're looking at some Mongolian uh, chanting that might go a bit nosefully to sing. Might get some overtones soon. There's an illustration of a nose flute in uh, music cultures of the Pacific, uh, Near East and Asia. Oh, my God. 
Okay, so I think we're going back now, probably to 1925 there, uh, with, um, I reckon that's Mongolian, but what do I know? It so, certainly sounds like it may be either from that area or from the Caucasus. I don't uh, think I've ever heard anything uh, quite like that. Well, you see... Those bass tones. That's what you impressive. find. Lost property, you can find anything. There's, there's a whole world of music in that smelly little back, back end of my office. But I know that's what she said. So anyway, um, I know I know you've been wanting to get onto this. So let's let's. I think we'll we'll dispense with your objects very quickly, um, because I know you just want to spend all time reading out old old records and the Gisbergen records. There's haggis hurling. Hag- okay, how, what's the furthest furthest distance the haggis has been hurled? Uh, One hundred and fifty-eight feet in nineteen eighty. Um, nineteen. Hold on, I've lost it. Nineteen seventy-eight. Right, so I reckon it might have been beaten In since Tayside. then. I reckon it's been beaten since then. Not e- okay. So anyway, what was your what was your object? Before we get to the, um, well, the the object which uh, made this noise, yeah. you can probably guess what it is from from this. Um, this this might be quite an evocative sound because it, it, it's quite evocative to me. Does it have an evocative smell? Um, no, not really. It's it's kind of odourless. Maybe the the beauty soap has um, done something to my nasal passages. Because it's it's a, it. Well, explain what it is. It is a. Of course, it is a pencil case. Pencil case. Are there any pencils in it? There's quite a lot of pencils, actually. We've got a plain yellow pencil. We've got the uh, the classic yellow and black. Nice. Well, what was it, HB? Or, uh... HB, yeah. HB, Stadler Norris, uh, Great Britain. We have a branded uh, corporate... Oh, no, we have an Aim Higher uh, <laughs> pencil. Aim... Uh, an eraser, pencil sharpener, another pencil... That's too, ma- too many pencils. It is a pencil case. Good point. Um, <laughs> I have no comeback to this. And a uh, oh, there's a pencil from the University Hospitals of Morecambe Bay. Right. So, so I wonder if we've got a fellow Lancastrian's uh, possessions here. Let's hope so. Well, I mean, hopefully they'll come and get them. I mean, I'm always quite surprised when people have lost their pencil cases. How how attached they are to pencil cases. I don't think I was ever particularly attached to my pencil case, but oh, I, I was. But I, I I I do feel I'm very much in the minority there for that one. So no, oh, you can put the pencils away now because oh, I think okay, I will do. I think um, I think what we're after here is some more ridiculous records from 1980. I think mean, the key thing to ask here is a: Do we think that record is still in the Guinness Book of Records now? Do they still have that section? Secondly, do we think it's been beaten since? And do you think it took dedication to get it? Oh, um, too many questions there. They're all very confusing. But um, on page uh, 222, uh, under human achievements, endurance and and endeavour, after fashion show comes faux pas. The world's biggest faux pas? Well, how, how can it, how, how can, on earth can it quantify the world's biggest faux pas? Well, uh, it says, if measuring by financial consequence, the greatest faux pas on record was that of the young multimillionaire James Gordon Bennett. <laughs> ah, I, I suddenly get a bit of etymology coming out of this as well. Who says it's not educational to read out old uh, Guinness Book of Records? Mm, so what was his faux pas then? What did he do? Um, I'm just trying to find out... Uh, uh, I'm not quite sure if I understand this sentence, so I'm just going to read it out. Okay. Um, 
so anyway, James Gordon Bennett uh, committed on 1st of January 1877 at the family mansion of his demure fiancée, one Caroline May, in Fifth Avenue, New York City. Bennett arrived in a two-horse cutter late and obviously in wine. By dint of intricate footwork, he gained the portals to enter the withdrawing room where he was the cynosure of all eyes. He mistook the fireplace for a plumbing fixture more usually reserved for another purpose. The May family broke the engagement and Bennett was obliged to spend the rest of his footloose and fancy-free life based in Paris with the resultant non-collection of millions of tax dollars by the US Treasury? I have very little idea what that is about. It sounds like he maybe had a we in the front room but but I can't understand how that's the the biggest financial faux pas of all time I think uh, I think he looked because he didn't marry he didn't marry the young lady he would have been very very rich so uh, I thought that it might have been the implication that the US Treasury has done themselves out of taxing him to yeah. Yeah. the poor house yes but that's slightly rubbish no it is a bit rubbish yes um, can we can we go somewhere else then with that um, oh do you an- want another fact yeah, another fact give me give me fat me fat me until I pop Okay, well, after after faux pas, we have a particularly uh, good section on feminine beauty. Okay. Uh, by this point, the compilers have clearly had a, a shandy too many. So is, is it like, and this would still be the Murtas, I believe. Actually, if you pop to the front, I'm, I'm assuming Norris is still involved at this point. Um, um, and I, one I, moment, caller. I imagine Norris has particular ideas of feminine beauty as well. Yep, yep for editor and compiler Norris McWhirter, sports uh. editor Stan Greenberg. Let's not forget Stan. These days, of course, it's all, all, all the Guinness Book of Records is um, a faceless um, conglomerate corporate thing. Though, actually, I know where, where their offices are in London. Their really? offices are on Drummond Street. Oh. Uh, in, on New Drummond very Street. Very local to SOAS. Because, well, they are very local to SOAS and, and even more local to the NUS because they are one floor below the NUS's offices. Ah, so fact of the day. Anyway. Well, Mc, I don't know. I think some of your facts have been better than that one. That's, that's true. Uh, this one isn't particularly a fact. Um, it's it's not really anything, to be honest. Uh, Norris now tackles feminine beauty. Okay. Uh, Norris versus feminine beauty. Yes. Uh, this starts off female... I'm not quite sure how to say this word. Female pulchritude? Pulchritude? Pulchritude. Pulchritude, pulchritude. Yeah. Uh, don't quite know what it means either. Anyway, female pulchritude... Ah, flip. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Being qualitative rather than quantitative does not lend itself to records. It Hold has on. been suggested that if the face of Helen of Troy was capable of launching a thousand ships, a unit of beauty sufficient to launch one ship should be a Millie Helen. Oh, Norris. Oh, Norris. Leave it. Does he then say Marilyn Monroe could launch lots of ships or something like that? Or? Uh, no, they, we just then go on to um, beauty contests. Oh, okay. uh, Pioneer Beauty Contest uh, was in 1921 and was won by a thin blue-eyed blonde with a 30-inch chest. Margaret Gorman. Dave, Good Lord, Dave, Dave Gorman's mother, clearly. Yep. Okay, I'm going to get one more. I'm going to get one more uh, random one from you. I'm going to ask our researcher in the office to pick a, pick a, uh, a page, please. Um, uh, 107. Okay. Page 107. And I'll go halfway down the first column to your left. On 107. Oh, halfway down the first column. Uh, well, first of all, we have a colour picture here, which oh, yeah. is a lady holding the Sinclair Microvision, the Ray! smallest TV set in the world, weighing only 28 ounces or 737 grams. Um, it doesn't look there that comfortable to me but well not um, anymore I'm sure that's why I, I, I imagine what section is this uh, the arts and entertainment right okay because I imagine like the technology section that's just going to get smaller and smaller all the time probably something they update a lot whereas world's tallest man still probably not shifting too much from uh, well 
worst all is dead man worst all is living man may change but um okay so how about we have uh, the most recorded song okay yeah 1980 uh we've got two songs which have been recorded over a thousand times okay Yesterday, written by Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Yes, and? And uh, Tie a Yellow Ribbon Round the Old Oak Tree, written by Irwin Levine and L. Russell Brown. Well, I think I think you, it, since they are the most recorded, I think it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt since this is being recorded now for us to make do versions of our, our own. Yes, that's true, but we're not going to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, perhaps we could ask Miss Latter Mangish, uh, ah, flip, Mangishka. Um, who has re- reportedly recorded not less than 25,000 solo duets and chorus-backed songs in 20 Indian languages. Good How's Lord. that for an achievement? She's very, very good. Now I'm going to ask well you to done, close Liz. the book. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It, it's too much excitement for one time. Sorry, everybody. That's okay. And, and anyway, we will finish by singing yesterday and tie a yellow ribbon mashed up together in a magical way. But before then, I want to ask you um, the serious question of the show, which is, um, what do you think has been lost to humanity, to society, that makes the most difference in the world? What, what, would, what would improve the world if it came back? What do you think we're missing now as a society? I'm kind of just stuck on the McWhirters for, yeah. a, for an answer to this one, I'm afraid. But both of them? Even the one that got blew up by the RA? I don't really know much about the history of the McWhirters. OK, they were, they were kind of um, right-wing fascists. Oh, no, hence the obsessive collecting of... Of uh, superlatives, yes, yeah. indeed, yeah, yeah. Oh well, now, oh, now you've made me feel a bit sad. I've been enjoying this book. It's it's okay. Um, you can look at it in a historical way, much as many people now read Mein Kampf for lols. Do they do that though? I don't think they do that. No. no. Um, and any apo- apologies to anyone out there um, who <laughs> for who, for instance, might work in the legal. Any time yeah. you, any time <laughs> you want me to bust out another fact. Put it like, put it like this: Don't listen to this in Germany because actually owning a copy of Mein Kampf in Germany is still against the law. Um, so there you go. That's true, it is. So anyway, but to answer my question seriously, if you can. Anything? Anything? Sorry, I'm just being whispered at by the peanut gallery and I can't hear because I'm uh, broadcasting and wearing uh, rather large insulating headphones. I believe... believe Oh, that's what has been lost from society. (laughs) The the ability to create a decent pair of headphones. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody has travelled on public transport with anybody with white... Coloured headphones, you will know that there is no ability to insulate sound anymore. So it's the... the yeah, that's not really a gain. I would say that's a loss to society. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I would agree with you as well. So you're, 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 you're going to be pushing for a more closed-in ears, or maybe when they can finally beam music and podcasts into your head, that would be the way you want to go. Yeah, I think so. That okay. sounds good. Well, that's really good. Anyway, so we're going to wrap up the show now. Uh, thank you very much for being my guest today, uh, Sarah Clark. Um, and we're going to finish by doing a duet on yes- not yesterday and tie tie yellow. I can, or I could alternatively play one more track from uh, the sounds of Central Europe history, well, well, secret I'd... music of the ages. Ooh, I'd like to see what was happening in 1948. So we're going to go right to the end. Yeah, last track on the okay. On the disc, I will see what I can do. In the meantime, uh, I'll let you sing uh, yesterday to the audience who. I'm sure, all waiting with bated breath to hear your voice. There's a lot of tracks on this. It's 20, t- track 26, then. This is track what happens 26. at the end of time. And thank you very much, and we'll be back in the Lost Property Office sometime very, very soon. Uh, on behalf of Cyrus Radio and freakatrigger.co.uk, um, any of the music and any of the interest of you, you can please comment on the website. And, um, yes, this is 1948 Central Asian Music. <laughs>